Now, in case you're wondering, this isn't a bag of presents, so don't get your hopes up. This is a bag of trash, a bag of garbage, garbage that I've been collecting, accumulating at my house for the last week. And this is just a little bit of the garbage that I've been collecting at my house the last week. I've collected junk mail that I put in the trash. I put table scraps in the trash. I put kitty litter in the trash. I put dirty diapers in the trash. I put things from junk drawers in the trash. Why do we even have junk drawers? I mean, I put all kinds of things in the trash, in the garbage, and, and this is just a little bit of my garbage. Now, you're probably asking this morning, why in the world is Rocky bringing garbage on stage? Well, the truth of the matter is, many of you brought garbage in with you. Things from your past that you've accumulated, that you've collected over time. And you brought it in with you this morning. This garbage, these, what I like to call ghosts from your past. And these things from our past, if we don't deal with them, if we don't learn how to put them behind us, if we don't learn how to get rid of them, they will hold us back. They will keep us from experiencing the joy of Christmas. And that's what we've been talking about throughout the month of December here at Northside. These ghosts, this garbage that we have in our life that keeps us from the joy that Christmas is really all about. And that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to restore the joy of Christmas. I want you to listen to what it says in Luke chapter 2. This angel appeared to the shepherds that were in the field on the night that Jesus was born. And this is what the angel said. He said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. The Savior has been born in Bethlehem. He is Christ the Lord. Now let's unpack that verse for just a minute. He says, don't be afraid because of Christmas you and I don't have to be afraid. Now, you're probably asking, afraid of what? And the answer is anything. Because of Christmas, our fears can disappear. Over and over again, God's Word tells us to fear not. We don't have to be afraid of God. We don't have to be afraid of death. We don't have to be afraid when tragedy strikes, when the market crashes, when the company we work for closes down, when the test results come back and they're not good. We don't have to be afraid of anything. We don't have to be afraid of the big things and we don't have to be afraid of the small things because Jesus came. The Bible says that the Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. The one who saves us, the one who can redeem us and rescue us, the one who can deliver us from all of our troubles, those we have placed on ourselves and those others have placed on us, all of it, he can deliver us from, he can take it away, all of our mess-ups, all of our problems, all of our junk, all of our sins, all of our garbage, all of those ghosts that are in our past, he can save us. From them all. You see, the Savior has been born. 
And he is Christ the Lord. Now, he didn't look like it when he was in that manger, wrapped in those snugly clothes that very first Christmas night. But that baby boy, who was as vulnerable as any baby ever was, was the one promised from the very beginning. He is Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh, the creator of all, the ruler of all. And the Bible says that he came to earth on that first Christmas to save us from our sins, to deliver us from from all of our hurts, and to give us victory over death. And listen, when we meet this Savior who is Christ the Lord, when we come to know him, not just know about him, he will bring us great joy, mega joy, unbelievable joy that will saturate our lives. That word joy that is found in that story means happiness. It means delight. It's the kind of delight that you see in a little kid's eyes on Christmas morning when they open up the present and it is just what they wanted. And you see that happiness, that delight on their face. The Bible says that Jesus can bring us that kind of delight because he can give us everything we've ever wanted. And this good news of great joy, the Bible says is for all people, it's for everyone. It was good news to those dirty, despised shepherds. It was good news to those educated wise men who were seeking truth. And it's good news to each and every one of us here this morning. No matter who we are, no matter what we've done, behold, I bring you good news of great joy that is for all people. The Savior has been born, and and he is Christ the Lord. So what? What do we need to do? Well, let's, let's go back to this garbage that I brought on stage. Paul was a man that regardless of who we are, we can relate to him. Paul was a very religious man, a righteous man, like some of you here today who are very religious. But Paul was also a very guilty man. He had done terrible things. He was guilty of murder. And yet this man who was deeply religious on one hand and yet guilty of all of these sins on the others, somehow, someway learned how to move beyond his past and experience this great joy that Jesus brings. In the book of Philippians, Paul uses that phrase joy or rejoice eight times. He wants us to know that as followers of Jesus, those of us who have experienced him and know him, we can have great joy in our life. But he tells us what we have to do to experience that. And and it really revolves around two things. I want you to listen to what Paul said in Philippians 3. First of all, when talking about his past, the good and the bad. He said, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ my Lord. For his sake, 
I have discarded everything else, counted it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. As he went on and he shared about what Christ has done, he said this, forgetting the past, I look forward to what lies ahead. You see, if we're ever going to experience the great joy that comes from Christ, each and every one of us, like Paul, must get rid of the garbage in our life. We must put the past behind us. Paul wants us all to experience that great joy that only comes through Jesus. But to do that, I have to put the past behind me. And that's a difficult thing to do. Isaiah said, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Jesus said, anyone who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Forget the past. Don't look back. I heard about this little boy that was sitting in church one day and his teacher was telling him the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and he got to that point where Lot's wife looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt and the little boy said, well, that's nothing. Yesterday my mom was driving the car, she looked back and she turned into a telephone pole. You see, nothing good can ever come from looking back. Some of us look back at our past failures. Like I said, Paul was a murderer. He was a persecutor of the church, but, but he didn't let his past failures keep him from experiencing the joy of Christmas. And some of you here today may have some horrific failures in your life. You may have some deep, horrible sins, but I'm here to tell you that you can overcome those through Jesus and you can have great joy. There are others of us here this morning who may be holding on to our past accomplishments. Bruce Springsteen sang a song that was entitled Glory Days. And he talked about people living in the glories of the past. And that's what some of us do. We hold on to these things we used to do. I used to attend church. I used to serve. I used to give. I used to be faithful. I used to, I used to, I used to. Well, Paul was one of the most religious men in the Jewish religion. And yet Paul said, I count that as garbage. I put the past behind me. And then some of us are holding on to past bad experiences. We continue to hold on to the tragedy, the harsh word, the pain that was inflicted. And we can't seem to move beyond that moment of hurt. The Apostle Paul knew what it was to hurt. He had been beaten and thrown into prison. He had been shipwrecked. He had been left for dead. He knew what it was to hurt. He had had people that he trusted who turned their back on him. And yet he put all of that behind him. You see, Paul said, if I want to experience this joy that comes from Jesus, the joy that Christmas is really all about, I've got to put the past behind me. I've got to forget the past, I've got to turn loose of it. Paul goes on and he says something else. He says not only do we need to forget the past, we need to hold on to Jesus. I want you to listen to what he says as Paul continues to speak about this joy that Jesus brings. He said, what I once thought these things were, or what I once thought these things were valuable, or I once thought these things that I held on to were valuable, I now consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. 
Yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And then he tells us how we know the Lord. He says, I I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Paul begins by reminding us to think about what Christ has done. And what did Christ do? Well, he left his throne in heaven. He was born as a baby. He lived a perfect life. Then he died a cruel death on a cross for our sins. But three days later, he defeated sin and death by being resurrected from the grave. That's what Christ has done. But then he talks about knowing Christ. You see, there's a difference between knowing what Christ has done and knowing Christ. The only way we will ever experience this infinite joy that comes from Christ is to know him personally. And Paul tells us the only way that we can do that is to have faith in him, to trust him, to turn loose of everything and give it all to him. That's why he calls Jesus his Lord. Because he is trusting him not only for salvation as a ticket to heaven, he's trusting him with his life day in and day out. And I'm here to tell you that no matter who you are and no matter what you have done, if you will place your faith in Jesus, turn loose of the past, he will give you a joy that will last forever. And so let me ask you a question. Are you content to experience happiness? A happiness that comes and goes, that's dependent upon the happenings of life? Or or do you want to experience joy, real joy, that can come, and when you have it, it stays with you, regardless of what this life may bring? That's what Jesus brings. He brings joy. That's why when Jesus was born, the angel said, I bring you good news of great joy that is for everyone. The Savior has been born, and he is Christ the Lord. So this Christmas season, do you want happiness or do you want joy? If you want joy, put the past behind you, the ghost, the garbage, all of it. And trust Jesus. And you'll experience what Christmas is really all about. I want you to bow your head for just a minute. And close your eyes. And with your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you've never turned loose of your past. The Bible calls that to repent. Turn from our sin. And you haven't trusted him to be your Savior and your Lord. Then I want to invite you this morning. To know him and to experience his love. How do you do that? You can do it by simply praying this prayer and meaning it with all your heart. So if that's what you want to do, let me encourage you to pray this prayer. Dear God, I come to you today knowing that I have failed you. I know that I have rebelled against you. I have gone my way rather than your way. I followed my will rather than your will. 
I know that my best efforts are not good enough. And so, Lord, I turn a loose of the past. And this morning, I'm placing my trust in you. I'm trusting you to save me. I'm trusting you to direct me. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave so that I could be forgiven, so that I could live forever, so that I could have joy on this earth. Fill me with your spirit. Take control of my life, I pray. Amen.